Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. Today is part one of The Dip by Seth Godin, subtitled The Extraordinary Benefits of Knowing When to Quit and When to Stick. Being the best in the world is seriously underrated. The first section is titled, I feel like giving up, Seth says. Almost every day, in fact. Not all day, of course, but there are moments. And my bet is that you probably have those moments too. You're probably used to running into obstacles, be they personal, professional, or otherwise. And the way we deal with obstacles is by persisting until we overcome them. But Seth suggests that the the Vince Lombardi maxim, quitters never win and winners never quit, isn't quite right. In fact, Seth says that winners quit all the time. They just quit the right stuff at the right time. Most people quit. They just do it unsuccessfully. Society is built on people quitting. But learning to recognize the systems, the sinkholes, the trip-ups that lead people to quit will get you one step closer to avoiding the traps. Seth, Seth, Seth calls this the dip, and the book uh, will talk about getting through the dip. You can't avoid it. You'll want to quit, and most people will, but the only way to overcome the dip is to get through it. Extraordinary benefits accrue to the tiny minority of people who are able to push just a tiny bit longer than most. Extraordinary benefits also accrue to the tiny majority with the guts to quit early and refocus their efforts on something new. It's all about being the best in the world. It's about pushing through the hard stuff and coming out the other side. I think the most important way to sum up this book, quit the wrong stuff, stick with the right stuff, have the guts to do one or the other. The next section, the best in the world. This is a very short book about quitting. It's less than 80 pages, and it will show you that quitting is often a great strategy and a smart way to manage your career and your life. But sometimes quitting is the exact wrong thing to do. Uh, thankfully, Seth gives us a, a pretty simple way to tell the difference. But before we get into that in, in later parts, in, uh, in future episodes, we need to realize how valuable it is to become the best in the world. Next section, the the surprising value of being best in the world. Our culture celebrates superstars. Number one gets nicely rewarded. The rewards are heavily skewed such that number one gets 10 times the benefits of number 10 and 100 times the benefits of number 100. This is called Zipf's Law, Z-I-P-F, Zipf's Law. (laughs) Uh, Google image search that and you'll see uh, a graph of, of Zipf's Law in action. You might have uh, heard about Chris Anderson. He's the the creator and curator of the TED conference. And he had a book uh, called The Long Tail. Now, this long tail holds true. But Seth wants us to focus on the short head, that big, profitable short head. That's the juicy share of the market. And that belongs to the people who are at the top of the list. The next section, the reason number one matters People don't have a lot of time and don't want to take a lot of risks. When something is important, they want the best. With limited time or opportunity to experiment, we intentionally narrow our choices to those at the top. 
And the next section is called the real reason that what matters. The second reason that there are such tremendous benefits to being number one is that there is only enough room at the top for a very limited few. Scarcity makes being at the top worth something. And where does scarcity come from? It comes from the hurdles that the market and our society have set up. Most competitors give up long before they've created something that makes it to the top. The system depends on scarcity. That's the way it's supposed to be. And the final section for for this part, uh, the best in the world, question mark. Anyone looking to buy from you, hire you, recommend you, vote for you, or, or just in general do what you want them to do is going to wonder if you're the best choice. And the best means the best for them right now based on what they believe and what they know. And the world means their world, the world that they have access to. The best doctor in the world, uh, for you, it probably means the best option in a, in a close geographical radius to your home or your work that you can go and visit in person. But the best freelance copywriter in the world for you is someone that uh, writes in good English, uh, is in your price range, and you can access and communicate with via the internet. The mass market is dying. There is no longer the best song or the best kind of coffee. Instead, there are millions of different bests. There is a best for each micro market and each micro world. The best is subjective. The consumer gets to decide, not you. And the world is selfish. It's their definition, not yours. The world is getting larger because we can now look everywhere when we want to find something or someone. But at the same time, the world is getting smaller because niches and categories are getting ever more specialized. It's getting more and more important to be the best in the world, but it's also getting easier if you pick the right thing to do and do it all the way. So if you're sold on becoming the best, but you've been frustrated in the route you've taken to get there so far, then maybe you need to start doing some quitting. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com.